0: This podcast was created on Messi. Create your own show today at messi.fm. Welcome to the Rope Talk Wrestling Podcast. I'm Key, your host, and I'm so excited to announce this podcast's debut. We make episodes every Friday, we air them every Friday, and I can't wait for you guys to get in this new journey with me, so thank you guys so much. Especially to my Twitter followers. Thank you guys so much for coming in on my journey. For the old followers, for the new followers, I really appreciate you all and I couldn't have been anywhere as close as here than ever without you guys. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Now... For the first episode of the Rope Talk, we're going to talk about the 24-7 championship because it's definitely got a bit of a reaction from so many people on social media, I've noticed. And basically, this is what the championship is. It's a title where any superstar on any WWE roster can get that title. So that includes the main WWE roster, the NXT US and UK roster, and the 205 Live roster. So really, it's open to anybody who wants the title. And a lot of backlash has been on social media regarding the title, especially because of the way it looks, and that I can kind of understand because the way the title is designed is it's just really basic and simple. It's just really not as interesting as it really is. So, if you've seen the title, you guys probably know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, then you probably have no clue what I'm talking about. Um, But go ahead and search it up, and if you find it, you will probably agree with me. It is a little bit simple, the design. but other than that, I really love the idea of the title because it gives every single superstar on every single roster a push, especially if they really deserve a push, but they're not getting it, which we've seen a lot in the WWE, you know, with with Nia Jax, with Bayley, with uh, Ruby Riott, you know, we've seen that a lot with uh, people on the main roster. So, this championship can really give them the push that they need in order to really kickstart their career. So I find that the championship can definitely be helpful for those individuals, so I particularly like that title. Now, I've realized that this is definitely a step in the right direction for WWE, and it's its viewing. You know, we all know that Their ratings for Raw have been really plummeting downhill. Why is this happening? Well, they're really not taking advantage of the great talent and superstars that they have, in my opinion. So it's really taking a toll on their ratings, their reviews, their viewing count. So this championship is, in my opinion, an opportunity for WWE to raise its viewing count and its ratings. And it's just a way for people who are fans of, you know, for example, 205 Live to unite with fans of the main roster and fans of NXT. And really we can get a taste of all of the different brands WWE has to offer with this championship. So, I find that it definitely does bring the viewer and the ratings up for sure. So, Am I angry that they made this championship? No, I'm not. I'm very happy that they did because not only does it give superstars the push that they deserve, but it also really increases speculation. It increases our, I guess you could say, creativity on who can get the title next. So the main rule of the 24-7 title is that you can get that championship anywhere, anytime, as long as there is a referee present so they can count that one, two, three. Now, this does mean that you have a target on your front and your back if you have that championship. Everybody on each of the rosters, that's over 100 to 200 people, you know? Everybody on those rosters want that title. Everybody on those rosters want that push. You know, they want their shot at fame and publicity, which I completely understand. I would want that too. So... When you have that championship, you really don't know who's going to get it next. Anybody can get it, you know what I mean? It's not something that can be predicted. And actually, that's what I really love about the championship. We have matches on Raw and SmackDown Live. And it's just really predictable matches. You know, we can say, um, I don't know, Finn Balor versus Andrade. You know, so many people... Are going to say Andrade is going to win, right? But on my Twitter feed, personally, if I see that match is going on, so many people are going to go, Finn Balor is going to win because he has the most fame and publicity. Is that always correct? No, it's not. But for the majority of the time, it is, because us fans just have a way of predicting what we think is going to happen. And really, most of the time, we're right. And the more that happens, the less surprising and fun the matches are going to be because we're just like, well, what's the point when we already know who is possibly going to win it? But with the 24-7 championship, you don't know who's going to get the championship title next. It's just a matter of if someone's going to step up and try to get the championship or if, you know, the title's going to stay on somebody's back for a week or two, you know what I mean? But it's never that sort of thing where it's predictable. And honestly, I can really use that, you know what I mean? WWE has been, as I said, kind of going downhill these past couple weeks in terms of ratings and viewing count. So, as I also said, the 24-7 championship should surely help with that. And not only that, but it just gives us another reason to watch WWE. And I think it's actually very smart that they incorporated the rule that really anybody can earn this title. Because if we don't already watch NXT or 205 Live, it kind of, I don't want to say forces us, but it definitely urges us to watch WWE's different brands. And it's just... Genius. If you ask me, it's totally genius if you can get a championship and unite a fan of, like I said, either the main roster or 205 Live, and you can unite them so we all have this same, I guess, um, hopes on who the title is going to be with. I don't know if that makes sense. But it definitely urges us to give WWE's other brands and corporates a shot. Because really, if you've watched NXT or 205 Live, I particularly enjoy NXT because it's just fresh talent. And it's nice to feel like, oh, well, Rhea Ripley, she's probably going to be on the main roster really soon. Or, you know, Arya Davari from 205 Live. He's probably going to be on the main roster soon. We actually saw him, I believe, competing at Money in the Bank against... Uh, Tony Nice, I believe, for a cruiserweight cruiserweight championship. I could be wrong, but I remember seeing the two of them um, in the match, and really not many people knew about him on my Twitter feed, but me, who's been someone who watched 205 Live and NXT a couple of times, I knew who they were, and I was really excited because just that Money in the Bank match really gave them a a push, because 80,000 people that watched Money in the Bank, let's say 80,000 people, I'm not sure, but a huge amount of people who saw Money in the Bank, we were just introduced to them, you know? They get more popularity and fame when they're introduced through different platforms. They were introduced through Money in the Bank. What does that mean for them? That means that they have a shot of becoming more popular and more famous amongst the WWE universe because now we know who they are. Now we know that they're fantastic wrestlers, they carry fantastic matches, and they're just entertaining, you know what I mean? So another thing that kind of ties back to the 24-7 championship, it's just that it's nice to be able to take a look and get a taste of NXT and 205 Live, because who knows, maybe you're going to like that more than the main roster, you know what I mean? And honestly, I think I'm just going to keep it at that for the 24-7 championship. I feel like I've said my part. I want you guys to let me know on Twitter, at WWE, the man Becky let me know what your thoughts are on the 24-7 championship. I want to know what you guys think of it. You know, do you think it's beneficial to WWE and its ratings? Do you want to see more of it? Do you want the design changed? Let me know everything that you think about the WWE 24-7 championship. So we got that out of the way. Now let's talk about AEW Wrestling. So it is Friday, of course. New podcast every Friday. We know that. Cody Rhodes recently was in a public meeting. Notice how it said public meeting. So it's open to the general public. A public meeting about, or basically just promoting AEW's pay-per-view, which is Double or Nothing. It's actually happening tomorrow on Saturday night. And am I going to watch it? Probably not, just because of what he said that I will address in this episode. Everything was going fine, right? And all of a sudden, you hear something regarding Bailey, who is actually a wrestler on the main roster of WWE. She recently just became the first ever women's Grand Slam champion. That means that she got the first women's championships in every single WWE brand. That counts NXT, that counts the main roster... And that also means that she won the Money in the Bank women's ladder match a couple days ago, and she cashed in her contract on the same night against Charlotte Flair, and she actually won the SmackDown Women's Championship, I believe. Um, yeah, it was the SmackDown Women's Championship. She won that. That's what makes her the Grand Slam Championship. She basically was the first of everything in the women's division, in other words. So that's a big deal. I'm personally really, really proud of her because she's been underrated for so long. So long. And you guys who watch WWE main roster know what I'm talking about. She was literally put aside for too long. For too many months, she was put aside. And it was just getting unfair, and everybody knew it. So the fact that She cashed in on Charlotte Flair, none other than Charlotte Flair, at Money in the Bank on the same night, winning the championship. I cannot be more proud, you know what I mean? So, for Cody Rhodes, who, might I add, is of AEW, AEW is a whole other wrestling industry. It's not WWE, you know what I mean? WWE and AEW are literally enemies, rivals, their competition. So for Cody to talk about Bailey in such a manner that was very disrespectful, um, I didn't really appreciate that. Could he have been doing it just to get more views and to get a reaction? Yeah, of course. You know, and that might even have been the case. But if you haven't seen the video, um, of course, please go on YouTube and try to find it. If you can't find it, let me know on Twitter and I will um, uh, get you that. But it was just very unnecessary and uncalled for. Bailey, as Bailey, you know, Bailey is a woman on the main roster. And she is among one of the many women who were underrated for so many months. And I'm not saying that AEW uh, women's wrestlers don't go through the same thing. I'm sure that they do. But, you know, being a women's wrestler in itself is so difficult. In this day and age, yes, it's gotten a little bit easier because there are more opportunities and chances for women to pursue wrestling. But it's still not that easy for women's wrestlers You know, they still go through hate and backlash for looking a little bit muscular and for, you know, throwing a couple sucker punches here and there. But Bailey does not deserve that. Bailey does not deserve that. Yes, her character and her personality on TV is, you know, this soft, kind, hugger girl, you know, um, totally happy all the time and loving. Yes, that is her character um, on TV, But if you see her in the ring, it's like a whole other person. You would have never thought that she was all about hugging and, you know, having fun and doing this and being all positive. You would have never thought that if you actually saw her in the ring. She is incredible in the ring. One of the many female wrestlers, as I mentioned, that really didn't get a push for a long time. And actually, there are still so many female wrestlers on the main roster that are not getting the push that they deserve, you know. The whole riot Squad included. So when I saw that, or when I heard that from Cody Rhodes, it really took a toll on me because she does not deserve that. She came from, honestly, she didn't come from anything. Nobody in the female wrestling industry comes from much other than maybe Charlotte Flair, which is a family thing. But if you don't have a family member who was in the wrestling industry before you, it's really difficult to get your voice out there and to become popular. So it's really disrespectful to say such a thing to such a hard-working woman, such a hard-working wrestler. And if he was intelligent enough to really take into account what she has gone through, he would not have said that. Because he sees how poorly women are treated. Probably even in AEW. Why did he put that on Bailey, Who is also a woman's wrestler or a female wrestler. We're all in this together. And I say this so many times on my Twitter. Just spread kindness. It's really not that difficult. You never know what someone's going through. Right? And Cody did not do that. Cody seriously spoke out of out of his mouth. I don't think that he thought about what he was going to say, um, I just think that he went with whatever his mouth was going with. So, am I going to watch Double or Nothing tomorrow? The answer is no. I'm not watching AEW's first, I believe, first pay-per-view which is AEW Double or Nothing. I'm not watching that because it's just it makes me feel like I failed Bailey. It makes me feel like, you know, I don't care about female wrestlers on the main roster because I do. And I'm not going to give somebody my money when they don't know how to treat female wrestlers who already go through so much. I'm not going to do that. So let me know on Twitter if you're going to watch AEW's Double or Nothing tomorrow night And if you are, let me know why. Is it just because you want to get a taste of AEW or, you know, do you just want to try it out? I don't know. And if you're not, also let me know why. Um, I just want to know so I can, you know, gather, I guess, more information about my listeners and to see who is actually listening to the podcasts. So, without further ado let's wrap up that topic. So we covered the 24-7 championship. We covered Bailey and Cody Rhodes and AEW dou- Double or Nothing. Oh, that's a tongue twister. So I feel like the last thing that we should cover is Becky Lynch. Let's start with her. Becky Lynch, as many of you most likely know, is the top merchandise seller for WWE. She's currently on the main roster, serving at Raw and SmackDown Live every Monday and Tuesday night. And I'm personally a fan of her, just because I've seen her story, I've seen where she came from. I saw her WWE 24, and it was very inspiring to me. Um, I have no judge or hate towards anybody. If you're not a fan of her, I will not do anything like that. But... I just wanted to discuss her loss to Charlotte Flair and or, or shall I say to <laughs> Bailey because Bailey cashed in that contract on money in the bank and took the SmackDown Women's Championship from Charlotte who beat Becky. So I want to talk about that. So many people on my Twitter firmly believed that Becky was not going to lose her Becky Two Belts, her Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. I kind of had it coming. I knew that she was probably going to lose one for sure on Money in the Bank. I really thought that she was going to lose it to Lacey Evans, though. Lacey Evans um, recently just came back to WWE, on the main roster, of course, and you would expect Lacey Evans to win the championship because... For some people, she's new. And she is new, you know. She just came back just a couple of months ago. She's not um, She's not very well known to people. So I personally thought that Lacey Evans was going to be the one to grab the championship from Becky. But it would have been the most sensible thing to do to give Lacey the push that um, WWE creative probably wants her to have. But they decided to have Charlotte Flair beat Lacey Evans at Money in the Bank. How did that happen? Well, Lacey Evans' match with Becky Lynch was the first one, um, for was Becky's first match of the night. After that match ended, Lacey Evans tapped to Becky Lynch's disarmor, and Charlotte Flair just came out immediately after. Becky didn't even go backstage. Charlotte Flair came out from backstage immediately after the match was over, And basically wanted to start Charlotte versus Becky instantly. Now, why is this such an important thing in the match? Well, Becky didn't have time to take a breather. She didn't have time to, you know, take a break. And that's why I think it was just really unfair, um... She didn't have time to breathe. She didn't have time to take a break and to just really soak up the moment that she just won against Lacey Evans. Now, they had Charlotte beat Becky Lynch, and immediately after Charlotte beat Becky Lynch, you hear Bailey's theme song, and Bailey's running down with her money in the bank contract all ready to cash in. Crowd is going crazy. Bailey cashes in on Charlotte. Um, she happens to pin Charlotte down for the 3 count and she wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. Everybody's going crazy, including me. I was very happy for Bailey. Now, I don't know if you guys will agree with me on this, right? But Lacey Evans is new. And I say this with, you know, quotations, new. Um, Some people have heard about her in the past. I personally didn't. Um, But she's new. And I would have expected WWE to have her win the championship. um, Because why not? You know, if they wanted to give Lacey the push that they really seem like they want to give her, they would have had her win the championship against Becky Lynch. That just would have been sensible. They didn't do that. So I'm not sure where they're trying to go with Lacey Evans in the storyline. I really don't understand the storyline that much anymore because it just kind of took a weird turn. I really don't know what they're going to do with Lacey at this point. But, you know, so be it. That's my thoughts on it. I feel like Lacey should have been the one to take the Raw championship, but she didn't. Whatever. I'd imagine she takes the championship from Becky sometime soon, but I'm not sure when, of course. I'm not sure you know, where, how, I don't know. But, you know, let it be. I don't know. WWE always has a way of, like, <laughs> confusing us fans. <laughs> Alright, but I think we talked about quite a lot of topics in this episode. We talked about the 24-7 championship, um, we talked about Cody Rhodes and Bailey and Becky and her Money in the Bank matches. So... We're going to wrap up this episode by just saying thank you. Thank you guys so much once again for being on this journey with me, for being so supportive throughout my journey on Twitter. I started off on Twitter and now I have over 2,300 followers all because of you. Thank you so much. And I'm just so excited for this podcast to air. I'm so, so excited and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Without further ado, my social media account on Twitter is WWE The Man Becky, no spaces, no capitals, and Instagram is at WWE, the Man Becky. So if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for a topic on next week's episode, please tweet me and I will make sure to keep that in the back of my mind. Thank you guys so much. If you want to see more of my podcast episodes, Head to www.messy.fm/slash the rope talk podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.